Welcome back to Up the Villa podcast for our match preview, Everton v Aston Villa. Big, big game, big game for Villa, big reaction needed. I imagine that the clipboard's been out, <laughs> the, the uh, video room, they've all been in there uh, looking at, and more of reiterating, I think, how he wants to do things, I think. I think that's one of the things he'll have been doing. He'll be going over the game and, and, and showing them what went wrong, what needs to improve. And there were strong words for Moonlight after the game saying there will be a reaction, a reaction like never before. So I'm fully, fully expecting this Villa side to be bang up for this game and to put in a massive, massive performance because... That's what's required. Uh, we know that it wasn't good enough for Unai Emery. It definitely wasn't good enough for me. Um, I was a little bit critical of the performance, but it's the nature of where we are. E Emery wants to play a certain way. He's got massive expectations that he puts on himself. He said himself that he's never been involved in a 4-2 loss or anything like that two games in a row. So... You know, we've got to start performing like an Unai Emery side and it has to start at Goodison. So, um, yeah, joined by Ryan. Uh, that's my little intro. But we'll move it on. We're moving on to something quite positive now. Uh, and I think it's a big, big positive because, dare I say, we've got one of the most informed strikers in the Premier League at the minute, Ollie Watkins, with four goals. In his last four games, and I would say something bold here, that I would say both of those goals for Molly Watkins for me against Man City and Arsenal, I would say they're two of the best goals he scored for Aston Villa. You know, looking at the, the run he made, the having to sort of hold off opposition players, the accuracy of the strikes you know, the pressure on those strikes because he knows that he ain't going to get loads of chances against Man City. He's not going to get loads of chances against Arsenal. One shot, one goal, clinical. Bang. Love it. Ryan, talk to me about Watkins. He's lethal, isn't he, mate? He's absolutely lethal. All this nonsense that you can't finish, like you say. One shot, one goal. And, um, yeah, he has improved immensely since Unai Emery has come in. I think, would I say, he's probably the most improved player since Emery's come in the door. Um, consistency level through the roof. It's seven every week, isn't it, without fail. You know, he's running the line. He's getting himself into good positions. He's powerful. And when Cashy chipped that ball over to him and his first touch, he's Took him a bit away from the goal then against Arsenal. But the confidence of the man now, he's thinking, you know what? I'm heading straight to goal. I'm heading. I'm taking you on. And as soon as he gets that little half a yard, it was bang on it. Finish. Superb. And I think it's only Haaland and Rashford since the World Cup that have scored more goals than Ollie Watkins. So um, he's really finding his feet under him, huh? Yeah. And, you know, a couple of things that I'm liking about him now. He, I'm not saying I didn't like him before, but, uh, <laughs> you know, some of the things that I'm really liking about him. I loved his celebration after one of his goals against Leicester. I think it was Leicester. 
where it was just like, calm down, I've got this, don't worry. And I think that was due to, you know, the Danny Ings thing going. And, and what I would say is, I'm loving his mentality. Um, you know, he's sort of, he's the main man. And what you'd expect now is you'd sort of, what I probably would have expected, he seemed to think, well, there's no one pushing me for my shirt now. So I'm just chill. I'm just like going through motions during the game. But it's the complete opposite now. It feels like he's, I'm the main man. I'll bag the goals. He's done a, an interview for Villa TV, uh, the one where he's got like the popcorn and the drink in like the cinema. And he's saying like, I want more goals. I want and I will get more goals. And and, and I just love that side of him. I, I, I think of when you think of a striker, you think, you know, they've got to have that bit of selfishness about them. And I think he's, he's kind of grasping it a little bit that he needs to be you know, talk yourself up a little bit as well and, and just have that bit of belief. And, and I think it's I think it's definitely showing. So for me, I'm I'm really impressed with Watkins. And I think if I'm looking at if, if I'm looking at this game against Everton, they need to be worried about Ollie Watkins because he's banging for. Yeah, and, and he's scored goals at Goodison before, hasn't he, for Villa? Um but I think you've made a very good point there, Luke. Um it's that mentality now, isn't it? Like, you are a Premier League striker. You're no longer that winger that used to rock up at Exeter or Brentford. You're not a winger anymore. You're a striker. You're an international striker. You know, you've scored goals for England. And you just get the feeling now he's focused. He's focused on scoring goals and being our bagsman, our talisman, and leading that line. You know, all the faith has been put in him, hasn't it, since... Even when Gerard come in, it was like, you know, it, it, Gerard had played with Danny Ings. He, he likes Danny Ings, but Ollie had the shirt, didn't he? And then when Emery come in, it was like, is he going to go Ollie? Is he going to go Ings? And again, the five got put in Ollie. So manager after manager is keeping him as the top man. And I think, I don't know, it just feels like something's clicked at the minute. It, and a... you look back to the summer when he was having the finishing coach and putting the, the graft in, and it weren't really paying off at the start of the season, was it? But you look back now and you think probably all that graft now, combined with confidence, combined with the manager putting belief in him and trusting him, it feels like it's all it's all coming together now. And long may it continue because he's a, he's a smashing professional. He's a, he's a lovable guy. And, you know... I, for him to lead this Aston Villa team since well, the last three years, hasn't it? He's been he's been absolutely tremendous. He causes no trouble. He causes no bother, and now he's reaping his rewards. and And long may it continue. And the, the, you know, I, I I've never said this on the pod before, but I feel like when Coutinho was going through this little quiet spell of trying to get fit and get better and and whatever. The impact of Coutinho at Villa is big as well. And I think you don't, I think sometimes you take it for granted that sometimes these players don't need to be on in the starting 11 that are making a big impact in the squad. We talk about Ashley Young and you think about Ashley Young and you say, right, he's great to have around in the dressing room because he's experienced, he's been there, he's won trophies. But I think Coutinho. He's, he's helping things as well with Watkins. Get on the, 
the the right wavelength of where he should be and where the run should go and, and, and stuff like that. So I think Coutinho, we, you know, without seeing him like tearing it up in the Premier League so far this season, but, you know, I think he might have a bit of an impact on him as well and, and, and stuff behind the scenes. So I've just got a vibe about Coutinho and Watkins. I just think they've got a bit of summit in training, but yeah. Yeah, I think you're, I think you're right. I think there are players like that, isn't there? That's it's really good to have around the dressing room. I think Al Mohamedi was another one, and even though Mika Richards was picking up forty grand a week and he was injured, I think behind the scenes he was doing a very good job for squad morale. I think um, being that link between the youth players and and the main squad, wasn't it? I think. Um, I think you do need him. And I think Coutinho, you know what I mean? He was a £140 million player. You know, he's played for Barca, Munich, you know, all that experience. And for me, Coutinho, he's, he's very, very humble, Luke. And he's not like this big ego that's walked through the door. Like, I've done it. I've done it all. I've not once got that vibe off him. So I think um, he's, he's an excellent player still to have around the, uh, around the training ground. And his form... He's picking up as well, isn't it? It's yeah, no, um, exactly. it's really it's really good to see. Sort of a sprinkle of the magic coming yeah. back. Yeah, the one that exploded in January yeah. onto the scene. Well, so he looked he he looked a yard on it this time. Whereas he's always for me this season. He's he's looked a yard off it. I always watch him and I think you shouldn't be there now. You should be there. And mm-hmm. I felt like on on Saturday. He was where I wanted him to sort of be. Um, so I think he had a good game. So let's talk about Carlos then, because we've seen on um, social media uh, the last couple of days that it looks like he's been... It looked like he had to walk through the players as sort of like a, a welcome back. So we know he's been in training, but I'm gathering that this Carlos... He's starting to ramp up now. I think he's starting to to get closer and closer. I mean, we're going to the under-23s on Friday. Potentially, he may be in and around that. I mean, he, he's got to somehow build up some sort of match fitness. So, I don't know what his schedule is going to be like. But, you know, we're going to that. I'd absolutely love him to be there and, and to, to play. So, uh, yeah. So, it, it feels like he's... Getting closer, doesn't it? it? It does feel close. It does feel close. Seeing him and then training pictures, walking out, he's a beast, isn't he, man? His physique is incredible, man. Those calves and legs, <laughs> crikey. And it, it's super news. It's super news to see him out there. Because if you wanted to sign a defender right now, Luke, you know, what attributes would you be looking for? You'd be looking for someone strong, someone with a presence, pace, ball playing, and all a passing range, an experienced, and all them attributes is Mr. Diego Carlos. So if we can, the thing is, we don't really, really need to rush him. Like Conza and Mings' form has been good. It's been stable. I know there's the odd mistake thrown in, obviously, at the weekend, but it's stable. So it's not like we're in a relegation battle and we have to rush him back quick because um, for me, it, we've just got to take our time with him because it was a very, very bad injury. And yeah. at his age as well, he's done well to recover um, so quickly. So, um, But saying that, I do hope he's there on Friday at the under-23. Yeah. It's yeah. been good, good to see him. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a morale boost for the squad as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's, a, it's another player in 
So, uh, yeah, good to see you, man. Right, let's get into the preview then for Everton. So, surprisingly... When, this is uh, a very good record, isn't it? Well, like? I'm telling you now, surprisingly, let me just clear that so you can see the bottom one as well. So, normally when I do these, we... Uh, we're coming up against a side that we have a stinking record against. Um, their record overall, they are better than us. But no, five wins, two draws since we got promoted back to the Premier League against Everton. Uh, we've, you know, we've beat them 2 1-1-0, 3-0, 0-0, 2-1. 2-1. So the record is very good against Everton. The head-to-head record, we've got eight away wins. Um, they've only got sort of like nine home wins against us. So uh, the away win record is pretty decent for Villa as well. Um, this is how they lined up for their last game. We will go more in-depth into this uh, on the predicted lineup, But, you know, we've got to talk about the way um, Dolce is setting them up, really. So, dare I say it, it's what you expect from a Deutsch team, I think. I've watched them a few times now. Um, and it is it's pretty much what you expect. You know, they're they're loving corners, set pieces, they're gonna be a threat from those with Tarkowski. They're playing three in central midfield with um Idrissa Ghana um as more of a holder. They've got Onana, who I think is fantastic, and Decore. So Onana and Decore. You know, we're getting a little bit further forward. You've got Iwobi and Dwight McNeil. They had Mopay. They had uh, Ellis Sims for the Liverpool game. And then they had uh, Calvert-Lewin, who got injured on his first game back from injury. So he's out again. Uh, but, you know, it's very solid, very determined. Goodison's going to be a difficult place to go to. They don't score a load of goals, but... They like to work the balls in the, in right areas that suit them where they can do your damage. So we've got to be careful of Onana going forward because he's he's a big threat. Uh, but I think you can get at Coleman, you can get at Mikalenko. Um, you know, if you shut down Dwight McNeil early as well, you, you know, you, you stop him from getting balls in. So I'm expecting a tough game, but for me, we've got to go there and do the right things for us. So... Do you want to add anything, Ryan? Yeah, I agree. It will be a tough game. I think um, after the Leicester game, we lost to Leicester. It was like, oh, God, we've got Man City and Arsenal. We're going to lose both of them. But I actually think this period we've got coming up is very, very tough. We've got Everton, Palace, West Ham and Bournemouth. Now, you know, it's March time. It's coming to spring. And this is where it gets a bit desperate, doesn't it? It gets a bit dirty. It gets a bit dogged. Gets a bit scruffy. It's like survival mode, isn't it? And you don't want to go in them games and get caught up in that fight. And Goodison is going to be rocking. It's incredible from like in two games, it's gone from being toxic city to like a fortress. Um, so they've got big momentum at home and, and they need to pick up the home wins because they're away form for the last two years really has been dreadful. But at home, they're putting in the graft which you'd expect from a Deutsch team, you know, full-on heart, full-on commitment. Um, but where I do feel like the weak, Luke, is attacking-wise. You know, Dominic Calvert-Lewin, Jesus Christ, he, he can't catch a break, can he, at the minute? 
he cannot catch a break. He can't stay fit. Um, I heard people saying that Deutsch was asking, like, what type of mattress he was sleeping on and stuff like that, trying to find out where all these injuries are coming from. And, oh, God, he's, he's having the right mare. Um, so I think that is their weak point. But like you've highlighted there, the midfield, I think that's where the game's going to be won and lost. Well, um, part that, you know, it's it works hard. So, yeah. you know, whether whether they lack ability going going forward... You know, if they keep it tight, they're still in the game. You know, they won their last game 1-0. If you can build a solid, like you say, solid foundation, a solid base to work with, then you're always in the game and having a chance, aren't you? So it's important that Villa move the ball quickly. And I think Watkins is going to be important in this game as well because, you know, I look at, I look at Cody... And I think you can you can get in and around Cody. You can drag him around. You can, you know, he's not the quickest, is he, Cody? So, although they're doing well, and I think, you know, they've had some good results, I don't think they've come up against, I know they lost to Liverpool, a side that's, that's working well. Do you know what I mean? Like, a good, good side. They came up against a lead slot side, who, a flaky, who, who you know, had no who, who didn't have a shot and goal. Exactly. The Arsenal one. Arsenal never turned up, did they? They got absolutely bullied. Um, so I think if we can go there and do what I expect us to do, then I think we can come away um, with a positive result. So Yeah, because I think after Emery's interview at the weekend, um, I think we are expecting a huge reaction. But it's not the type of reaction that I, I would normally say, like when you come off a defeat, I'll probably sit here and go, right, I want to see a reaction. I want to see yeah, us yeah. at it. I want to see us like flooding into the box. I want to see us aggressive. I, I don't think it's going to be that type no, of reaction, no. is it, Look, It's going to be calm. It's yeah. going to be possession-based. Yeah, We're going to build. It's, it, it's going to be a reaction of back to how he wants us to play. Yes. So where I'm saying the reaction is like playing out from the back quicker. Um, you know, the midfielders working better. Um, it, it's all that. So whatever you think of how our style of play is and what we do, that's what I'm expecting. Um, yeah, it, it, was a, it was a very, very smart interview, Luke. It was very smart because he got his point across without really throwing the players under the bus. You know, he's made his point, but he also backed it up by saying, look, if you build up and play from the back, and you make a mistake and it costs us. He'll wear it. He will wear it. He'll take responsibility for it. So um, I do think we'll, we will resort back to try and how he was playing against Brighton, against Spurs. They were the type of Emery performances that we were seeing. And the last three games, it's, that progression's been diluted, hasn't it? It's been lacking. So I think we see folk, uh, focused Aston Villa. Um, focus on like the type of team we've got to be instead of like he said this passionate running around scoring getting excited getting nervous he's trying to calm all that isn't he? he's just trying to level it up so you, you concentrate on 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 the style and I, I do think though we've got a good set of leaders in this squad Luke you got we've got Martinez Mings McGinn I, I, I even throw Dougie Louise in that Watkins up top that is a strong, strong spine. And 
that Arsenal game, I just think they've got to come together and calm it out and reset the team. You know, if you go five, ten minutes spell where you're not really playing to what the manager wants, not not really what you've planned, I think it's down to these core leaders, these characters, to say, well, come on, we need to get back on it. So I think, you know, these guys have got to take some responsibility as well and, and help Henry out. But, um, but that interview after the game, just just loved it. He's very, very smart. So I'm hoping, well, we're all hoping to see a, a very good reaction from him. Yeah, and and I think he's not he's he's not afraid to be honest, which which is is something that I really really like. Um, you know, how many times would you hear Steve Bruce that the old, you know, we'll roll our sleeves up and we'll go again? I mean, yeah, that don't that doesn't sort of like um, inspire me. No. Like, what what that don't inspire your players. Now, our manager now is coming out saying, we're not playing how we, we should be playing or what we should be doing or this isn't this isn't our standard. Like, if you were hearing that as a player, you'd be thinking, fucking hell, like, he's literally, like, going at it, do you know what I mean? And, and, yeah. and I it's, so, it's so refreshing that he's speaking in this way because um, I, just, I just think it was just so honest, so refreshing um, and... He's sort of like speaking to us a little bit through the interview, isn't yeah. it? Like, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I feel like I'm with I, you. Like if you if you want to criticise this performance, go ahead and do it because that's what I'm doing now. Yeah, it's a huge insight for us as well, and gives us some clarity, doesn't it? You know, to know that we weren't supposed to be playing like that. We were supposed to be like trying to build and trying to keep possession and. You know that interview. It was a, a it was an avoidable subject, really. He didn't have to go into it, did he? But it, you know, it's something that he wanted to get off his chest. Three defeats on the spin. He just lost four two to Arsenal, which I think he was hoping for a a good performance, a good style against his former club. You know, there might still be a bit of bitterness there as well. Um, yeah. So it's it, yeah, it was a very very good interview that we hope we can react from on Saturday. Definitely. Right, so let's get back into uh, Everton. We're a bit off topic. Uh, so this is Everton's average positions from their uh, game against Leeds. As you can see, Garner is playing there. You've got Onana and Decore a little bit further forward. Uh, Malpay, McNeil, uh, Awobi. Uh, you've got their defenders through there as well. Uh, this was the Everton passing network against Leeds United. So uh, they're getting the ball into Decore, into Iwobi, into McNeil. And this is what I was saying about if you can shut uh, shut McNeil down, uh, get in and around Decore, same as Iwobi. I think that area there, if you stop this from happening here and here, uh, you can get a little bit of joy. You know, if we can get players in these little pockets through here, breaking through the lines, I think we'll get joy as well, especially through uh, Mikalenko. Uh, I think he can he can definitely be got at. So, uh, yeah, I know you love this graphic, Ryan. Yes, yeah, stumbled across it the other week, and um, yeah, it's uh, it gives you a very good insight, doesn't it? Especially with the average positions, and you can see the way the team's building, and and it's sort of like you know you can get lost with some stats and not really tell you the full full details, but this 
type of network, this passing network, sorts of it's it's there, isn't it? it? It does give you that visual of how how we are playing, and and it is what we're seeing on the pitch, isn't it? You know, you look back on them Villa ones and you see the shape and. Yeah. The way Marina uh, Moreno come in, and you can see us working it down the left hand side. So it is, it, yeah, it's very interesting stuff. It's caught my attention anyway. Yeah, this was the Everton shot map against Leeds United. So you know, getting quite a few shots off. Yeah, to yeah, there. yeah. Uh, they were, I wouldn't say dominant in the game. You know, you can see there it's a bit to and fro, especially in the second half. Um, their attacking efficiency in that game as well. Uh, their danger creation in this game, quite central to be fair. Uh, and then this is their danger creation all season. Uh, where they've been conceding goals from. Down that left-hand side, you're getting a little bit of joy against uh, Everton all season. Um, and then that's uh, Everton's style of play. So I don't think that's <laughs> any justice. For their, no. Yeah, that's their uh, style of play. So... Um, there's the, some of the stats that I thought I'd show you um, about Everton. So, yeah, we've said our thoughts. It's going to be a big game. We'll, we'll go into the shape of the team and stuff um, a little bit more in detail in the predicted lineup. But, uh, Ryan, if I had to ask you just a couple of things, then what, what do you want to see um, on Saturday? I want to see our team make Emery happy, to be honest, mate. That's what I want to see. But, um, yeah, focused. I want to see us brave, committed. You've got to have belief in what you're doing when you're sort of playing out from the back and building and, and maintaining it over 90 minutes. It's, you know, you've got to, you've got to remain focused. And, and it's difficult. It is difficult. But um, I want to see, see our boys give it all. Um Martinez as well. I want to see a focused Martinez. I think um, what happened in the last game, he had a shocker. He had a mare of a game, probably his worst game. And I don't think he'll have a game like that again. So I want to see Martinez focused. That back line solid. Everybody working together. And then, yeah, I want to see us throw Everton around, you know, the last few home games, it's been very tight, very structured. And I want to see that mobility. I want to see us passing, moving. That yeah. second goal, Luke, that we scored against Arsenal. Yeah. Um, you've, you've probably seen the video on social media where it's like in the North Stand looking down on it. And yeah. it's such a good goal. It really is a good goal. And, and that's the type of football that Emery wants to see. And that's the type of football that I'd love to see Aston Villa play. I'd love it because when they do get motoring like that it, it's 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 good football to watch yeah. so um yeah we just don't want to get caught up in a battle with everton we don't want to go there let them lump balls yeah, in our we, box we let them get set pieces where they want to take us yes we've got a rock up there and, and we've got to dictate our style on them and yeah. yeah force them force them to into their mistakes force them away from their game plan force them away from long balls, set pieces. That's another thing. We've got to be very strong um, come Saturday. And hopefully Ollie Watkins makes it five out of five, mate. That would yeah. be, um, be very good. Definitely. So let's go score predictions then. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say we've got, we got a good Villa turning up here. Uh, so I'm going to go 2-0 Villa. Come on. 
I think before the preview, I did think 1-1, but I'm going to go. I'm going to go 2-1. We've got to have it. Yeah, 2-1. I think once once we score, that yeah. there's no chance Everton will score two in, in one game, I don't think. Yeah. Um, I think they're lacking on firepower, to be honest. So, yeah, 2-1 um, yeah. Villa. Cool. Love it. Right, we'll uh, leave it there then. So, um, if you've enjoyed the video, drop it a like. Uh, subscribe to the channel if you're new and just get involved in the comments section down below so up the villa up the villa